Welcome to the fifth edition of the Stay Hot Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kelch. And on today's episode, we have a longtime friend, family member, somebody who's special to me that I thought would be a great guest to talk about your 2016 Augusta Panthers and the magical run they had. Um, my guest is the voice of the Panthers, Mr. Matt McCain. And Matt, um, hearing that fight song to start, no matter where I'm at, no matter how long it's been since I've graduated from Augusta, when I hear that fight song, I still get cold chills. Makes you want to stand up automatically. Well, I said that. I thought to myself one day, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was uh, recording the, or looking for the fight song, I said, I need to stand up and clap. I need to do the Augusta stomp. I need to, you know, feel like I'm there. But, you know, the Augusta gym is an amazing place itself. Um, it's a great atmosphere for high school basketball. And when you hear that, dun, 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 I mean, it's amazing to watch everybody stand up. You stop what you're doing, you get there, you stand up, you clap. And it's just, you know, like I said, I've graduated in 1996. You, a few years before me, you're not going to reveal your age. But, you know, do you still have those same feelings, you know, when you hear that fight song? I do. And, you know, I, I don't always stand up because it's a different situation now as opposed to being a coach or a fan. I'm broadcasting, so I'm sitting down with the headsets on. Headset on. I'm making notes. I'm doing this, that, and the other. But it, it's there's there's still that pause when it starts up. It, it's just it's something special. I don't know how many times I've told people, you know, watching an Augusta game, and I've got cold chills right now just thinking about it. But you know, we bleed orange and black. We've had for years. But I've told people that's probably my favorite song. If you were to ask me what my favorite song is, I'd probably tell you Washington and Lee Swing. It's just, you know, and I know part of it's special to me because my grandmother wrote the words to the fight song, and I can mouth those words as it's going along. But it's just, you know, the fight song at Augusta is just something special. And, you know, we're going to talk about the 2016 season. But before we get into that season, you know, you're the voice of the Panthers. You see all these games. You broadcast these games. It's, an, it's a different outlook than what I have a fan has. But I want to talk about what got us there. And I want to kind of rewind a little bit back to 2012, February 23rd to be exact. I know that date. I know how you are with numbers, dates, and games. And February 23rd, 2012, Mason County 72, Augusta 71. Um, I know you remember that game. I know you were there. I saw Brent Box shot roll around that rim. It's like time stopped. Yeah. And when that ball rolled around that rim – and that's all bounce off. And, you know, I saw Coach Henson, you know, he's going down to the floor. You saw the passion of all the players. You saw the passion of an Augusta fan base that's starving for success. Um, I'm not going to lie. At that time, my first thought was, are we ever going to have this opportunity again? Yeah. So, you, like I said, saw it from a different perspective. You know, I've listened to the playback of these games. You know, you do an excellent job on the radio. Kind of when you when I listen, I feel like I'm right there watching it. But you know, talk about your emotions. That's got to be a roller coaster. You know, we're in a game with Mason County for something meaningful. It was. It, it was. It was an. It was very emotional. And doing the game, you know, I mean, think about it. Think about before, before that season, before the. Uh, 2012, 13, 14, before we got all into that. In 2002, we were 22 and 6. We were beating people left and right. Uh, had a very talented squad Kyle Brooks, Scotty Besselman, Brian Kirk, Thomas Appleman, Jason Hargett, you know, Alex Sorensbury, all these guys. And 
Uh, Packy Henson, how could I forget Packy? Oh, I remember but, watching Packy take five charges in a game, and you know he, his ability to take a charge was amazing to say the least. But you know that's just something that kids don't do very often anymore. But yeah, right. go ahead. We had a squad. We're twenty-two and six. We get to the district tournament. We scouted. Well, I should say Robin. I, I'm not the best scout. I'll, <laughs> I'll say that. But Robin scouted Fleming County. We knew their place inside and out. We we put on a show beating them. 61-42, I think it was. And unfortunately, in a five-team district, we didn't move on to the championship. We got Mason County. We're 22-5 and five coming into this game. We lost by 40 points. Right. And, you know, that's <laughs> – and what people don't realize is, and you know, and as a coach, and someone who's coached, and now done on the radio and watched a lot of basketball, I hate when people say we should beat Mason County this year. They're down. Mason County, by down standards, isn't everybody else's down. No. So, like you said, back then in a five-team district, you know, you beat a very good Fleming County team, and your reward is not the regional tournament. But a Mason County team who I think had like Gigi Lofton yep. and you know those guys looked like men out there, and Gigi you, can cook too. Oh man, go to the dinner bell and Maze dinner Lick. bell. Here's a strong plug for the dinner bell and Maze Lick. Man, those no matter if you get ribs, steak, whatever, the man can flat out get it done on the grill. But um, that's a very good point. So looking back then in 2012, and you're thinking. You know, here we are, one of the best seasons we've had in Augusta history, and we can't even make the regional tournament. And in 2012, you probably didn't know what was on the horizon. But it was, you know, 2012, that game, I mean, part of it was just pinching yourself the whole time thinking, we're playing with Mason County. We're in this game. 2006, we're down one at the half. And that was that was Darius Miller. Right, and I think that was at Bracken County, wasn't yes, it? it? was Sean White and thirty four, thirty three. We're down at the half by one, but in the back of our minds, we're thinking we can't. When do the wheels fall off? Yeah, mm. and they did. We lost by thirty. Right, or uh, twenty, twenty six, twenty eight, something like that. But twenty twelve, we just wouldn't go away, and we just continued. To keep it close, and like you said with Brent's shot, I, I heard uh, I heard criticisms from from my call of that shot because you know you know it's Bach with the shot and the ball just sat there. It's almost like you know. So it's what, like you was like dead silence on the radio for like seven seven eight seconds. It's like time stopped literally. And then when it fell off, you know, I'm just like no no no. You know, I have people say, uh, you know, what are you what what happened? You didn't say what happened. But it you know, it took me for took me a few minutes. I regained my composure and you know, and I said, you know, Brent's shot sat on there for what seemed like an eternity and fell off. And it did. I mean, I it did seem like an eternity, but um I remember thinking that night, you know, being a longtime Augusta person who, you know, I was on the first winning team in 90 cents since like 82. Um, I know what the Augusta fan base means, but I also know what the Augusta athletic programs, and not just basketball, but, you know, girls basketball, cross country now. I know what Augusta schools mean to the Augusta community. Yep. And 
win or lose, they always support. But I remember that night thinking, are they ever going to get, you know, as a community, are they going to get what they deserve? You know, they support win, lose. They come out on a Friday night when you're playing a team at home and they know you're probably going to lose by 30. They still come. They still support. And I just remember leaving Brighton County that night thinking, will we ever get this opportunity again? Will we ever get the chance to beat Mason County? Now, I want to fast forward a couple years and talk about not just 2016, but this magical run of Augusta basketball started way before 2016. I look at 2016 kind of as a kind of a culmination maybe of the four or five years that led up to it. We're just blessed now currently that we still have an Augusta team that's going to be talked about in the region this year. The coaches we've had from back in 2013 all the way through till now have done a great job of putting Augusta back on the map. And I was looking for it a while ago, and I, I, I must have misplaced it, but I know I got it somewhere. But I looked up the school enrollments. And you look at the teams that Augusta plays on a nightly basis, having 88 kids in their high school according to the KHSAA enrollments. Back when I played, the teams that beat us, it was because of the name on their chest. Right. Oh, you know, we may be better than a Pendleton County talent-wise, but because they have a larger enrollment and it says Pendleton County, we're down 20 before the game ever starts. Those stigmas don't last at Augusta anymore, and it's partly because of the 2016 team that we're going to talk most about. They didn't care who you were. They went out no. and beat you. But, you know, almost one year after that shot, when we're questioning are we ever going to get that opportunity again, the first district championship happens. I know you remember. You probably remember the date and the score, but for those out there, I'm not going to put him on the spot. It was February 21st, 2013. Um, if I'm not mistaken, beat Mace County in the first round. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Then beat Bracken County in the finals, 46-43. Um, and that to me, and I wrote down, that's when River to the Region was born. I don't know if you remember. I know you were probably there, but going to the gym afterwards, is that not right? Actually, we had uh, River to the Region in 2006. Uh, when you went to the Region, for right. For the first time gotcha. since 82. That's right. But – I think I wrote that down because it was the first district championship. Okay. Yeah, well, first district. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember when um, talking to people, um, and I'm going to say some things here, but you got to remember, I was a lot younger when River to the Region began, as Matt said in 2006. But I wanted it to be flood the field house. You know, I was meaning flood the field house with orange and black. Right. Whereas, you know, some people took that as flood the field house with the tears of the other teams that lost, which at that time I was okay with that as well. But, you know, exact about a few days short of one year after we win the first district championship at Augusta. I say we because I'm an alumni, not that I was anything but part of the team or whatever. Right. Then in February 27th of 2014, you get your second in a row. So I want you to talk about going from that shot, which to me is an emotional roller coaster of being in the game, being excited, having that chance to win, watching that shot roll around the rim, bounce off, to win in two straight district championships at Augusta in a district with Mason County, who's got right. almost a thousand people walking their halls, and we got less than a hundred. Yeah. Well, you know, you go back to 2012, and while that team, a very strong team, a good, good, strong senior class, um, narrowly almost beats Mason County. While that's going on at the eighth grade level, 
we're winning the OVC conference. Not a lot of attention gets paid to that. But, you know, in Augusta, that's a big deal. You know, because you're thinking of the future. Hey, we won the conference. We may be able to do something. Right. So, 2013 comes. First win ever over Mason County. First win ever? First win ever. Wow. And it was it was surreal. And we were, we were absolutely bar none. Nobody can tell me different. We were the better team that night. And if you think about it, is that should that shouldn't be possible, right? Uh-huh. And that that's you know we uh, had a lot of conversations with a lot of different people, saying, you know we we shouldn't be able to beat Mason County, a little ragtag team we got, but we did. And then, you know that game. There's a picture. Yeah, I don't have it. I know I don't have it with me, but I'm sure you've seen it. The picture with Brent with his finger up dribbling the ball dribbling out time absolutely because they were just you know in mason county players taking their jersey untucking their jerseys as time's running out and just disbelief they couldn't believe that this happened you know the 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 last significant win over mason county before that was when we won the freshman district is that when they had uh, lofton and groots uh or uh, although lofton didn't play right but the rest of them and I remember that game too. And I, I remember getting a "We Want the Nets" chant started. And well, that was at the region, right? Right. I and remember. We beat, and you talk about enrollment. We beat Clark County and Campbell County. That's the two, the large, two largest schools in the region. And that reminds me of you know just several years ago when we won the freshman region of Robertson County. You know, in the region we had to play uh, three games. We had to play a Montgomery, a Bourbon, and a Campbell. And you know, and we we took some heat because we celebrated that freshman region like it was a big deal. And I know you know what I'm talking about here. When you're at small schools and success doesn't come around year after year after year, you have to celebrate success any way you can. You have to celebrate success so the kids know what it's like, what it feels like. Um, oh, I want to do that again. You know, so they want to get to that point. So I understand. I think, you know, freshman region something to celebrate. It is. And think about it. They laughed at us. 06, 07, 08, even 11. They laughed at us because we made T-shirts. We we got to the championship game, got beat in the championship game in 06, 07, 08, 11. And we went to the region. Games weren't close. You know, and they laughed at us. Said, "Look at Augusta; they're just happy to get to the region." On the surface, is what it looked like, but it wasn't so. And you know, so back to 2013. I mean, it's just unreal to think that it was possible. And then, so uh, if I'm not mistaken, and my notes could be wrong, beat Mason twice in the first re- first round. Yes, back-to-back years. 13 and 14. Yes. You know, and I just want to make a note because I've been a part of that district, you know, when I coached to Bracken County. You know, the nervousness, the sitting on pins and needles in that district draw. It's crazy. You know, and I remember when I went to Bracken County and they were talking about seeding, and I'm like, look, I don't care who we draw. We'll beat whoever we draw. I'm like, oh, you don't mean that? I'm like, look, if you want to be the best team in your district, we'll beat whoever we draw. 
you'll either be the best team on that night or you'll go home. Oh, you don't mean that. And I said, I'm telling you I mean that. Well, my first year there, we, we draw Mason County. We just got lucky enough to beat them, you know, and I beat them several times in the first round. But on the boys' side, they've owned that district. Their enrollment is almost two times what Augusta, St. Pat, and Brackens is combined. So it's kind of like a big deal. You know, two years in a row, you've eliminated them from postseason play. Not only winning the district, but they're not in the regional tournament on their home floor. Yeah. That's that's magical. I'm not going to lie. That's And, and you know, you, you talk about the district draw. And there's, you know, you know, here's Augusta. Here's St. Pat. Here's Bracken County. Okay. Okay. Let's have a good draw. There's, you know, different thing. You know, you can have this for luck or that for luck. Or this has happened today, so we're going to get a good draw. And in Mason County, it's just sitting back in their chair like, eh, you know, we don't care who we get. And and that's the way it is. And I will say this, from a Bracken-Augusta-St. Pat standpoint, they all feel the same way. The only good draw you get is avoiding Mason County. Yep. Two of those people are walking out happy. You know, so you're thinking the odds are kind of in my favor not to draw Mason County. But if you go back and look, and I know the uh, 39th is looked down upon across the state because still to this day it's a draw. But if you go back and look, there's a lot of two, maybe three. Yeah, two or three districts across the state. But, you know, that's not going to change unless the KHSAA mandates seeding. But in all honesty, if you go back and look, and I'm not, you know, I haven't done the numbers on this, but there's been a lot of times the draw has came out like it would be as if you seeded. Right. You know, and, and really there's no difference between the two and the three seed. You want to avoid the four because obviously you're looking at Mason County's probably going to be the one 99.9% yep. of the time. So um, to beat them twice in the first round, and I got to tell a story on Coach Henson here. Um, I was at Bracken County, and, you know, this is when I realized that Coach Henson knows a lot more about this game than I do. Um, he calls me one day at Bracken County, and he says, hey, you got a man? I was like, yeah. He's like, what? I said, what's going on? He said, I want to talk to you about something. He said, I want to know how you would guard Mason County. And – I'm not 100% sure if this was 13 or 14, but this is when Mason County had Sean Johnson. And I think they had another guy about 6'9", 2, 6'7", 6'8". Dorian Henry. And um, he's, he says, what are your thoughts? And I said, well, I'm lucky. I don't ha- I'm thankful I don't have to prepare for that because I'd lose a lot of sleep. He's like, well, I need no serious. And I said, well, Coach, I, I think you have to play him zone. He said, you think so? And I said, do you got two six seven six eight guys that can match up with Dorian Henry and Sean Johnson? He's like, no. He said, you're right. I think I play him zone. So, and this is probably a couple of days before the tournament. So I come to the game and I sit there and I watch the first possession and Augusta's in man to man. I'm sitting there thinking, this ain't what we talked about. And I watched smaller guys, Owens Crawford, and some of those guys just out physical six seven six eight guys. Um, it got to be where late in the second half, I believe, Dorian couldn't even get to the post to post because Augusta just way out physical them. Mm-hmm. Jason Henson had a vision. He had a game plan. It was executed to perfection. And, you know, when you got a coach who is extremely as hardworking as Jason is, who's got the confidence Jason has, things like this happen. Those players – kind of took over Jason's personality, and it was it was amazing to watch. I mean, it was just crazy to see kids like Owens, who's what, 6'1", 6'2", 
at best. Being generous. And just physically pushing those big guys. I mean, it was great. And like I said, Coach Henson, I mean, that decision he made, I'll never forget it. I think when I said they came out man-to-man, I thought we're getting run out of this gym by 25. I didn't think there was any way possible. But the kids took his personality and made it work. And hats off to those guys because that ultimately won him a district championship. Right. And, uh, you know, 2013, uh, credit, you know, going back to 2013, you know, we talked a lot about Mason County because that was the first win over them, and that was huge. But credit to Chad Persinger's game plan in a championship game because what we had done to them, and the, that shouldn't have been a close game. Right, and I'm – I, I remember, and I remember, thinking, of course, I was at Bracken County at the time, and I had talked to Chad, too, and um, I knew I, or I felt like, you know, as a coaches, and you've been there, you feel like we have a game plan that's masterful, it's well thought out, it's put together. But if those players on the floor do not execute your game plan, they're not in the right position on defense, they're looking for quick shots on offense when you want them to hold it for a second or two, the game plan doesn't really matter without the kids' execution. Right. And then, so going on to 2014, um, the game that a lot of people have said is one of the best single-game performances they've ever seen because Brent just took over. Was that when he had 48 or something? Yeah, that was fun to watch. He just took over. You know, and people said after the game said, well, well, Bach kid just kept shooting the ball. And – you know, somebody I heard after the game, I heard, well, Connor, for one, said, he said, I wasn't going to shoot it. Brent was hot. He said, we all, we talked about get the ball to Brent. And, you know, there's, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched them on YouTube. There's uh, Augusta beats Mason, one, two, three, four, five, and six. <laughs> no, I've and not, but it looks like, sounds like something I'd be interested in watching. The last one is the, uh, the last um, – it takes uh, – I don't remember. Well, very, very little – very little game time, but it takes it's about two and a half minutes long where you see uh, when Jake O'Mara goes to inbound the ball and throws oh, his right. length to the yeah. floor. Those are clear out of bounds. Yeah. And then we get it back, and Dorian fouls Brent. Brent hits one and two to put us up by one. They try a heave. Dustin Freeman jumps higher he's ever jumped in his life and knocks the ball down, and madness ensues. I remember the night he scored 48, and I was sitting in front of Chris Lofton. And I remember thinking, of course, I didn't say anything to Chris at the time, but I remember looking back kind of over my shoulder after every Brent Box shot that seemed improbable. And he was amazed. I mean, he – I saw him starting to stand up, and I saw him starting to clap. Like, even Mason County people were giving Brent his due because of the performance. Those are performances you dream about. 48 points in a district tournament tournament to eliminate Mason County. You watch. I mean, you've seen one of those videos where he's coming down the floor, and there's three guys chasing him. They're trying to double-team him in the backcourt, and he's getting away, and here he comes up the sideline in front of the benches, and here's three guys chasing after him. I mean, it was unreal how, you know, they, you know, they were just all over him, but he would not be denied. 
I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm speechless because I just remember that game and I remember thinking, that shot can't go in. And it does. Oh, yeah. my God, that shot can't go in. Oh, he's got and one. it does. There's, there's one where he's he's got it up, brings it down, and, I mean, it's it's just amazing to behold. I mean, I, I and I'm sitting – where was I for that game? I think we were – I don't think we were at center court. I think WFTM was. And I think we were, like, in front of – sitting in front of our bench across, you know, across the floor. So, I'm right – yeah, yeah, I can see. I, I remember the, from the video now. So all that that happens there late in the game, I'm right there in the middle of it. And nothing, one one thing about videos of any Augusta game, I love when it's shot from the opposite side to where you can see our fans. Oh, absolutely. Because when Brent hits when Brent hits that one free throw, he hit one of two. He hit one of two to tie it at sixty, then he hit one of two to put us up. When that second one goes in, that whole side just erupts. And that I I love that. I mean, it's just, you know, anytime you're in those type of games, and I've been fortunate as a coach to win some district tournaments, and, you know, it's just the the thing that immediately jumps to my mind, and every time I've been fortunate to, to be on the winning end, and I have to speak, I always give credit to the crowd because you feel their energy. The players, like you said, just to see how they erupt just after a made free throw, that tells you that everybody in there is in tune to what's going on. Yeah. They know how big that game is or that point is or that free throw is. And to watch them react, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later when we talk about the postseason of 2016 because there's a couple of different fan reactions I remember. But um, on to 2015, and this is the post-Brent Bach era, you know, but we have, like you said, that group that – was winning that fresh or the OVC, and then that group that came through as the fresh. They were a really strong freshman group. You wow. know they're starting to. You know they always kind of played. I'm not gonna say back burner to Brent because these guys could play, but I think they understood and knew their role with Brent on the floor. Yes. And now this is the first year without Brent, and you're seeing leaders and stars emerge right in front of your eyes. And the three that kind of get talked about the most are Owens Crawford. Uh, Connor Maddox and Cameron Snap. So in 2015, this is their first real chance. Um, and I'm going to not talk about specifics, but I know in 2015, Coach Henson and Augusta won the first ever All-A. Yep. And as a coach, to me, I feel like the All-A is a huge deal. You go to schools that don't have – 100 kids walk in their hallways. They think the All-A is dumb. It's stupid. It doesn't mean anything. But you watch how these Class A schools compete yep. for that week in January, and you'll see and realize the importance of it, not maybe to everybody, but the importance to them. So tell me about that All-A run, because I remember a little bit of it, because I won the All-A in 15 at Bracken County, and I remember thinking how special it was, not only that I won the All-A that year at Bracken County, but also getting to see Augusta win the All-A on the same court just 30, 40 minutes after we did. It was special for me, I'm not going to lie. And we uh, we beat May, or not Mason County. We beat St. Pat in the first round and then got uh, – Hold on. Was that game, like, fairly close? Didn't St. Pat have a decent team then? They did. For some Saint reason – St. Pat in, in the 2015-20 uh, – both seasons gave us trouble. 
They they gave us trouble. We were we were on paper we were the better team both years on paper, but we still, you know, now not always. I mean, there was right. a, there was a home game in 2016. I think we might have beat them by 44 points, but um, maybe not that many. But I, I think it was actually I think it was 77 44 beating by 33. But um, 2015 that was a little bit of a tighter game. But it, you know it's one of those games, and you as a coach and a fan. You can, I'm sure you can understand what I'm saying. You're winning. You're not winning by much, but you know it's. You, you know never felt win. like you were going to lose. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. And then we get Paris in the semifinals. Paris um, has always been a tough matchup for us in the postseason, whether it's All A or Region or whatever. Which, well, well, we ne- we never saw them in the Region. Well, I can relate to that because of Robertson County. I felt like Robertson County and Augusta are very similar. And Paris is one of those teams that plays a different style of basketball than what we play. They play, you know, they play fast, they have nothing to lose. Right. Oh, fast. Never. And from the fan and from a coach's eye, sometimes it seems very undisciplined. 15, 16 point lead, they get an open three, they're launching. You know, but. I can understand why that's a difficult matchup because it's kind of hard to prepare for them. Right. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, and then you got just then you got Terrence Brooks just calmly strolling the sideline. Never seen a coach more calm in pressure situations. Well, Terrence is a good friend of mine, and he's uh, he really helped me out a lot in the coaching. And I asked him about that. I said, "Here I am over here acting fool. I'm acting crazy. I'm jumping up and down, damn near having a heart attack." And you know, I'm trying to get the kids to feed off my energy, and I look over there. You, there you are standing at the end of the bench. Your arms are crossed. You act like you're up 40 points or down 40. It's like I see no emotion. I said, why is that? He said, I do all my coaching and practice. He said, in games, I may have to make some adjustments. He said, but it's up to those guys out there. I've prepared yep. them. I've taught them. I've told them what I want, and once they're out there, it's up to them. And I think he's got a really good point, but I just don't – I'm I, I can't do You're it. You're animated. I, I can't. Well, I can't see me standing on the sidelines with my arms crossed like you said, just calmly. And Terrence, that's the way he does. Still at Harrison County today, he calmly just strolls, and it's you, kind of neat to watch. You might last about ninety seconds doing that. <laughs> I'm not. If that, I was gonna say you're giving me you're giving me about forty five seconds. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Paris is one of those teams, and if you remember, Paris is going through a stretch here where they're really strong. If I remember in sixteen. Paris and Augusta were tied with 24 wins, the most wins in the region. Yep. So this is another one of those games. And it, this one was a tight one. And I remember I, I've always, you know, from the moment that uh, we started broadcasting, the 2010-11 uh, season, which was uh, which is best remembered by Rob Schott, uh, Which, if you want, go type in Coach Kelch shot on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I'm, I've always wanted a buzzer beater. I always wanted to call a buzzer beater. And Cameron Snap puts up a shot in the paint, and it's too strong off the back of the backboard. Bounces out. Jared Shoemaker jumps up over Cam and puts it back in. And gave us the win. That wasn't wasn't exactly at the buzzer, but you know, still Well a shot that determines the outcome yeah. of the game and, and if I remember a lot about Jared Shoemaker, probably one of the most athletic freak you know, athletes. You know, it's just crazy. And a lot of people don't remember 
him because of the big three. But he had his hand on a handprint on a lot of games. And yeah. if you if you know if you know basketball, you know the gray area. That was Jared's. Oh, he lived in there. Yes, he that did. short jumper, left-handed, but he could cut to the basket. He just like you said, a freak athlete. But all right, so you beat Paris in the semifinals, and you know at Robertson County when we drew for the All A, our goal was always we wanted Paris and Brosser on the same side. So when I won in eighteen, it was because Paris and Brosser played each other in the semifinals. We only had to go through one. Here in fifteen, you've had to go through the gauntlet. Yep. St. Pat wasn't a pushover. Paris, very strong, very athletic, very well coached, and now you get another well coached. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's been very few times that Brossard hasn't won the right. All A since joining. So oh, yeah, you well, had to you had to run the gauntlet. Little story about that one after the, you know, talking about the game, my. Uh, yeah, you said well coached. We were up on them in the game, but you knew, you know Brossard. You know how Brossard operates. You know they're coming back. You're not going to get out of there beating them by 15 points. Well, their style of play doesn't allow, but even when you get up, you see their demeanor. It never changes. They don't panic. They don't get no. rattled. And you know they're not going to beat themselves. They're not going to miss free throws. They're not going to turn the ball over, typically. Yeah. Typically. Yeah, and I, I think uh, – I know at the end of this game, of course, the, the bad thing about that game, I couldn't get a signal to save my life. Welcome to Robertson County. Yes. And uh, so I had to uh, tell Mr. Schauble to uh, tell old Mustang to that you're going to have some Panther fans listening. And he he's – He's as he's as good as it gets in the world of internet broadcasting. Yeah, but he's a homer. Oh, he is yeah, absolutely you know, is. Mustang absolutely loves me. Is. Mustang's the first to email me or text me after a big win. Very supportive of me. But if you go to bmustangs.net and you're listening to a Bishop Brosser broadcast, I want you to know going in what you're getting. Okay. This guy, uh, I mean, he's a homer, but he calls for Bishop Brosser. You know, yes, you don't yes, expect anything different. No. No, and he, uh, he just listen to the commercials. I mean, that just you're like, oh my gosh, they've won. Oh, and they won that too, and they won that many, you know. And it's why wouldn't you want to be a Mustang? <laughs> well, I'm a Panther day. Well, so. well, I mean, but <laughs> but yeah, like you said, even though you're leading, probably you know, I don't I don't remember the score. I remember, but it was one of those games. Is a little bit, you know, how St. Pat you felt like. You're up, they make a run, you never feel like you're going to lose. Brossard's always different. We're up, and we got to hold on. And lucky, like you said, they always hit free throws. We got lucky. They missed free throws. We hit free throws. And uh, came down to the wire, and it's hard. It, it's it, it, Honestly, it would be easy to remember if I was calling it, but I'm. I went from up in the bleachers to sitting down a few rows from the floor. Which was, I mean, I love calling the game. I would have loved to call the All-A Championship. Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm a fan. I've always been a fan. So to stand there and, you know, get to cheer and scream and yell, which can't really do while I'm broadcasting. Well, Unless you're Dave like, Schauble. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there are moments where you uh, you end up in that position. But uh, that was 
that was huge. You know, like you say, you know, the, oh, it's not a big deal. Come to an All-A championship game and see the emotions. You know, how big of a deal is, is it to Brossard? So big a deal that they already had the T-shirts made. Absolutely. And I, I remember the first All-A final I think I was in, maybe when St. Pat beat me as a Bracken County girls coach, and they had shirts made and, you know, and I remember being offended. Like, they felt like it was going to be so easy to beat us that they already had shirts made. But then as I started coaching and I won a couple, although I never did that because I felt like it's looking ahead. What are you going to do if you lose? There's all these shirts. But, you know, the turnaround, like once you play in the All-A finals, you actually have a little bit of time for the All-A states, like a week or something. Right. But in the district tournament, you play maybe that next Monday. You may finish on a Saturday and play on Monday or Tuesday. So I understand the premise. I'm not a big fan of it. But, yeah, teams wouldn't think it was a big deal. They wouldn't already have shirts made. So even to Brossard, who's had an abnormally amount of success in the All-A, it's still a big deal to them. I've talked to Mike Code. I've talked to Scott Code, who's their coach now. It is a big deal to Brossard. But it's a big deal to Augusta, Bracken, Nicholas, St. Pat, Robertson, Calvary, it's a big deal because when we get to the regional tournament as an all-A school, you're playing against Campbell County, 1,100 kids walking their hallway, Scott, 1,000 plus, Clark County, 1,200, 1,300 people walking the hallway. So it's a big deal to us because we finally get to play against kids that are our, or schools that are our size. Not necessarily kids, but schools. So you go on to beat Bishop Brossard. Like you said, you had to hang on, which I remember – the party that, you know, the floor that night, because like I said, I was a part of it. I remember bringing, bringing my trophy down to the floor, and I still got a picture of me and Coach Henson with it, you know. And um, it was just a big deal for Augusta, big deal for me. And to be able to experience as a coach and then as a fan was just something I'll never forget. But then you get the, the I don't say insurmountable task, but you draw Owen County in the first round who just happens to have – Mr. Basketball, Carson Williams, who not only went on to uh, Western Kentucky and had a good few years, finished at Northern, had some few years, and then he tried out for a tight end in the NFL. So the the athleticism of this guy, you talk about freak athlete, Carson Williams comes to mind. And they had a couple nice guards too. Um, I remember one of those guards because they played in our classic. If I'm not mistaken, he was a left-hander. Maybe not, but he could shoot the ball really well. So it wasn't like it was a one-man team. Yeah, um, there was one of them. I I can remember his first name. His first name was Vince. He actually uh, he was at Asbury with Connor his their freshman year. I don't think he stayed at Asbury. I'm not sure where he went, but uh, he was a nice shooting guard. Kind of kind of one of those guys where you know if there was a time where Maybe Williams wasn't going to be able to get the shot off, kick it out to Vince, and Vince was, would hit threes. And I, I, if you remember, I, I did get to watch that game because that was one of those games that, you know, I think we, we were off that day because the boys played on opposite days of the girls, so I was able to attend. So, I mean, it was special to watch Augusta take the floor, but if I remember correctly, um, I think Williams got a few monster slams just – I mean, it's just amazing to watch him. He's what, 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, six? I was thinking he was 6'7". Six, 6'7", seven. Six, seven maybe, but just to watch him fly. 
But Vince's last name was Toughness. Yeah. Toughness. So um, he had a good game against you as well. He had 16, and a Chad McDonald had 12. Carson Williams obviously led the way with 19. But that was another one of those games where, um, you know, it was fairly close throughout. They went on yeah. to win by 14, but that was another game to where that the game was decided. Like, you know, it was it was tough. Right. And um, Cam suffering that ACL injury. You know that's a that arena wasn't wasn't huge, but just pretty good size. And the worst part about that, I can still hear him moaning in agony because it hurt so bad. And I, I, you know, the whole place just went silent. So he tore it at or yeah, at Frankfurt against Owen County. Yeah. yeah, and you know, like you said, um, one of the big three. You know, obviously Owens and Connor are, uh, you know able to probably pick up that load, but Cameron brought a lot of different things to the table. Didn't yep. necessarily have to score a lot every night, but he could rebound. I remember he'd take charges. He'd dive on the floor. He was on the glass. He'd block shots. He was kind of a like a Swiss Army knife. He could do about anything. But um, but that season ends in the uh, district finals, I still think. I still think you made the district finals. Yes. I was a runner-up, and I think that year Mason County beat you pretty handily. Uh, 70-44. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm asking. I think I wrote I think it down. I thought it was 72. Um, but uh, Rye Heard says 77-40. But that yeah, could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but it was um, – but still, you know, you've got uh, – but, you know, those kids still got a lot of experience that I feel like was very instrumental to the success that you had in 16. I mean – it's kind of like a next man up mentality. Cam goes down, somebody else has to step up. And, you know, still without Cam to get to the regional finals, or sorry, district finals and the regional tournament, still a big deal. Well, if I remember correctly, we tore Bracken County up because they were they were excited because they thought, oh, yeah, we got them. We got them now. And then we played my, what might have been one of the – it was definitely one of the better games of the year to get to that point to play Mason County in the uh, in the final. And uh, and from an Augusta, and as an Augusta fan, um, I'm not so sure there's a greater joy than ending Bracken County season. Oh, there's not. I thought that way differently for a few <laughs> years when I was a Lady Bear, but you know, I still Augusta's still home. Augusta's you know where's my it's where my heart's at, and um, there can't be anybody any happier than the success they're going through right now than myself so now to the season we want to talk about because in my eyes you know I grew up with my dad who had some great basketball teams back in the 60s I heard about the success you know at one point in time they're ranked 15th in the state 28 and 4 um you mentioned also in another season 22 and 6 or something um but in my eyes and, you know, there's people out there that may want to argue. You look at, you know, basketball was played differently in the 60s than it is now. Or, you know, but in my eyes or what I've experienced, probably the best team that Augusta's put on the floor. And I know we had some good seasons with uh, Brian Kirk, Thomas Appleman, Ryan Teagard, and, you know, Packy played on some of those. And you mentioned the Scotty Besselman, you know, with that group. But um, when you're at Augusta and you got less than 100 kids walking your hallways and you go to the regional finals – and some of the teams you beat to get to the finals, which we'll talk about, um, you're, I'm going to write it down as the best team to ever take the floor 
at Augusta. What's your thoughts on that? I agree with that. And it's that, you know, that class won 82 games in four years. Yeah. To put that in perspective, when I graduated, my class won 14. You were averaging 20 a season. Yeah. And I, um, you know how you talk about, you know, end of Bracken County season. Back in my day, the 80s were a, the 80s were, well, it won the district in 82 as a, the lone bright spot. But other than that, the 80s were pretty down Augusta-wise as far as boys go. And it was a time where the schedule came out, and all anybody wanted to know was when do you play Bracken County? Because that's the only game that people thought either we've got a chance or if we're going to win one game, let, let it be that one. And, you know, people call it a rivalry and say, well, look at the record. The, ra- the record's horrible. Our yeah. record against them is horrible. It is. and But it's still – I look at it – when I judge the effectiveness of that being a rivalry, it's it brings the people out. And if it brings the people out, to me that's a rivalry. Throw the records out the door. Right. And, you know, the only people that want to bring up the records are probably from Brooksville. Yeah. Um and we certainly do. Yeah, right. And you so know, we had a good stretch. But you know, I was fortunate enough, you know, to play on an Augusta team that did beat Bracken County, and um, we could have went to the district. We could have won the district that year, and wouldn't have had the the cheers or the, uh, I guess, the fan support that we had after beating Bracken County. I remember the night we beat Bracken County, and I may have lost some of my a- amateur status. I remember walking around town, just random people giving me twenty dollar bills, and I'm. I'm an 18-year-old kid. I'm like, hell yeah, you know, I can do this. But uh, let's talk about the preseason that year. I mean, was Augusta talked about? Uh, Were you overlooked? What was the chatter? Well, um, the first thing, the first significant thing that happened was Jason leaving, going to Bracken County, getting the opportunity to coach as his alma mater. Don't fault him for that. Absolutely. But I know the boys. The boys were kind of left like, "Well, well, we're why is he leaving?" You know, they they didn't understand. Well, from a player standpoint, they feel like, you know, he's turning his turning his back. Yeah. Um. But you got to give Jason credit. Um. When most people take a job, there's usually not much left behind. He left behind. Uh. A regional runner-up squad. squad. So, I mean, the cabinet wasn't bare by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but like you said, to be able to coach at your alma mater when you know that's a dream you've had, how do you pass up the opportunity? You know, that's one of the boxes you wanted to check in your coaching career. Jason called me. That was the year that I got fired at Bracken County. Um, Jason called me a few weeks before – you know, he already knew he was getting the job he'd been hired, and he asked me my thoughts. And, you know, and I remember telling him, you know, that's tough. You know, you've got guys you've been with for three or four years that you know are about to compete. Yeah. You know, and I know he had some stars at Bracken County. I mean, he's going into an Austin Crawford, uh, Cooper Ingus, uh, Brady Jones. Jacob Hamilton. Jacob Hamilton. I mean, he's going to a squad, too. But by no means can you fault Jason and I understand how the players looked at it, but I bet if you ask them now and they understand, I bet they I bet they get it. Yeah. 
And so Jason leaves. Brian comes in, Brian Kirk. And us older guys, we know Brian. And know he's a high-character guy. And, you know, they uh, Bergen played in the Bracken County Holiday Tournament one year. Had uh, four guys get in trouble in their hotel room. He called their parents, had them come pick them up. They were done. And that was it, you know, and that that's something that stood. Not that we had, not that we, we didn't have a team that had any trouble with anything like that. Right, but, but you know when that type of guy's leading your program. You don't have no worries. No worries, exactly right. So, and I'll be honest with you, kudos to Brian, because I think if I remember correctly, one or two of them was two of his better players mm-hmm. on a pretty thin team. Yeah. But he didn't care. He'd made the right decision. And, you know, sometimes even as coaches, that's hard to do. Yeah. So kudos to him. But, you know, coming at Brian's in now. So Brian's in. Now, the boys' perspective, everybody's got a phone. Everybody can look. Who is this guy? Well, he's that. Remember remember when Brent when Brent passed him and he was that guy that was there at Nicholas County that shook his hand after Brent became the all-time leading scorer. He played back in 2000s. He, you know, was was the the all-time leading scorer. Well, where's he coached? Well, he coached at Bergen. Well, Bergen's not very good. Well, his record's not very good. Well, we're not going to be very good. There was a lot of skepticism player-wise. I mean, I, I was I was so excited. Love Jason. Absolutely. Hated to see Jason go, but you have to move on. You have to say, okay, he's gone. What are we going to do next? And when that, I remember a lot of people in Augusta being upset when Jason left. But with the team you have coming back, there's no time for a pity party. No. And like you said, you have to move on. And anytime you can move on and you get a quality guy, you know, nothing to do with his coaching whatsoever. I think he does a pretty good job coaching too. He does. But. When you get a quality guy like that that you know is going to kind of help your players not only be great basketball players but become men, you have to you have to be excited about that. And like you said, you, me, and other old people that knew Brian were probably ecstatic. Yeah. But it's so early on with Brian the coach and the players still skeptic, and I understand their skepticism. Right. What did Brian do early on to get their trust, to earn their trust? To, for them to say, you know what, I like this guy, or I get it. You know what? What did he do? He, I think he tried to accentuate on accentuate on the positives as best as he could. We didn't have Cam yet. Um, Cam would be ready by the time the season rolled around, but in the summer, we didn't have him. It was tough. You know, he was, you know, trying to, you know, situations where, you know, the casual fans watching is like. Why is he putting this kid in? He's trying to figure out what he's got. And Brian does that as well as anybody, and that was probably one of my weaknesses. Um, In the summer, I was a little bit better because I knew records didn't matter in the summer. But even early on in the season, and if you watch him now at Mason County, and you can probably reflect back to 16, like when you said putting guy, he's very good about giving other kids that opportunity. If they make the most of it, they may earn a little bit more playing time. I was always the type that I'd get my seven or eight, I'd get them in my head, and that's who I rolled with. Maybe unfair to a lot of those other guys, but that's something Brian was very good at. And there's a couple of instances in the season where, you know, I can mention where that happened. He gave guys confidence. You know, guys and maybe where he calls their name and they're like, what, 
you want me to go in? That's like if he called my name. He probably <laughs> he, he probably wouldn't have. But uh, but it, it summer summer was a struggle. Summer was a struggle. I remember going to. I just remember specifically when we when we started talking about this. I remember being at Lewis County in the summer and losing up there to them, and it just seemed like you know we're we're a thousand miles away. But again, you know, we know we've got talent. We just have to uh, we just have to make it happen. And you know, do you think? Not to cut you off, but do you think at this point in time, like you said, they feel like they're a million miles away? That was that from home, or they've taken steps back from the previous year? Taking steps back from the previous year, uh, you know, kind of like disbelief, kind of like what happened. But you know, again, we're playing, we're playing without Cam, and that's not that's not a end all be all, but. He's, you know, such a big part. I mean, those guys know each other so well. You know, it's kind of like where, you know, you're on the break and you're look, you know, you're going to look to kick it, but that guy's not there. So you have to, you know, make moves on the fly. And it, probably the best thing for Brian is the fact that Jason's assistant coaches were still there. And they adapted – and of course, you know Brian knew Phil, knew Jason Snap, and didn't know Jeff Crawford, but got to know Jeff, and you know the the four of them really worked well together. You know I remember, you know like riding on the bus to a lot of games, and well not a lot of games I mostly drove, uh, but just riding on the bus. I mean they were just they had a good time together, and you know you could see it. I mean we you know, just destroyed uh, Robertson County to start the season. Cam was back. We got the, you know, we got everybody there and, you know, just put a hurting on them like we hadn't in, you know, in a long time. And it's just so fluid. I mean, you know, it, you watched them. And, well, and when I've always said that when basketball is played right, it's the most beautiful sport in the world. When you get five get guys out there together working collectively as one, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And that's what comes to my mind when I think of the 2016 Augusta Panthers. Now, we know that Connor, the way he shot the ball, his quick release is just amazing, the accuracy that he had. There's be a lot of times I felt like Owens may have dominated the game and only shot twice. Yep. Um Cameron doing the unselfish – I mean, just an unselfish bunch. But I'd be remiss if I didn't point out. And if I think it was the summer before the season, I was going through one of those kicks where I felt like I needed to get healthy, and um, I walked every morning. I don't know how many mornings I walked that uh, 6, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, Connor would be at the pool park. Um, I saw him attach himself to the parachutes. He was running wind sprints with the parachute putting up shots, running wind sprints, putting up shots. And I remember going home that day and I called my brother and I said, look, any success that Connor Maddox has from this point on, it won't be given because he's already earned it. And I don't know if I've ever seen too many high school kids that had the discipline, the motivation and determination to wake up at six, seven, eight o'clock on summer, on summer mornings and get down to the park 
to make sure he got better. Yeah. And, you know, and I know when they want to talk about those guys as a group, but when all three of those guys improve so much individually, their group has no no chance but to get stronger. And those guys had that work ethic. But I think what was special about them was when they took the floor, they knew they were winning. It wasn't the Augusta attitude that myself and some of the people after me had. Well, we got a chance tonight. Oh, there's a chance. I know everything has to go well, but we got a chance. These guys knew they were winning when they took the floor. Yeah. There was no doubt in their mind. And ultimately, I think that's what made them special was the amount of confidence they had. They didn't care if your jersey said Mason County. They didn't care if it said Campbell County. They didn't care if it said Montgomery County. They were winning. Yeah. And when you see that take the floor, that's why these results happen because they believed in each other. And I have to mention, you talk about Connor's work ethic. I have to mention this one. It's uh, it's an afternoon. It's uh, in the fall, and uh, it's raining. And uh, Renee, Connor's mom, she says, she said, he's not here, is he? And I said, no. She said, well, you go get him. He's somewhere in the rain. So I go up to the Catholic school and up to St. Augustine's, drive back there. Sure enough, there he is, shooting, rebound, drive, dribble back out, shoot again. Pulled him and said, Connor, get in the car. And he looked at me. I said, get in the car. And he gets in, and I said, what are you doing? I said, it's pouring down rain. He said, that's not going to stop me. He said, if I'm not out here shooting, somebody else is getting better. And I and I think as a I think that was kind of their mentality as a whole. And nobody was going to outwork them. Nobody were going to outplay them. Um and I want you to talk about because I know um like Tanner Pugh. Uh he was a senior with them, correct? Yes. When did he transfer in? See, that's I was thinking about this before I came down here, trying to remember exactly when he came in because in the district preview or the the region preview, or, I'm sorry, the local team preview, right. the ledger does right. He's not in the group picture, but he wasn't. I don't. I, I'm. It's almost like there was, like there was something. There was like a hang up or something. He was a student. Everything was. Everything was, you know, according, you know, your brother, everything's going to be right. Right. Well, I'm looking here on KHSAA. In the first game against Robertson County, he played. Yeah. He so was, he must have been there for the whole season. Yes. He okay. Was that's what I was asking. I didn't know if maybe he transferred midseason, if he transferred no, summer. He was, he was there. I think, I think they, I mean, they knew he was coming in the, and I'm not even sure if he was there in the summer. But he was there in time for the season. And they're in, you know, in time to contribute. Okay. Well, that's what I was wondering because I knew, um, I knew he was the same age as those guys, and I knew that he was an instru- uh, instrumental part of this team. But you know, we're not gonna go every game of the season because we could be here for four hours. Of course, I'd love to talk to you for four hours about it. Oh. Um, don't think many people want to listen to me and you talk for four hours, but I'd love to do it. Um, but you know, the season as a whole, you're 24 and seven. All right. So I broke down these seven losses. Two of them to Campbell County which both of those were close, well-played games. Right. Uh, Campbell County, like you said, one of the largest enrollments in the region. You know, but just for us guys to be on the same floor, playing those guys, competing against those guys, is 
as big anyhow. Two losses to Mason County. Um, you lost to Paris, all right, which they had 24 wins as well. Yep. And I think that Paris game was the all-A. Um, yes. The one loss, and I think it was your only – it was – it was the loss right after your Paris lost Bourbon County at Bourbon. Probably the only loss that kind of makes me scratch my head. But what I contributed to, because Bourbon was 8-21 and 21 that year, and I think you'd already beaten them once. I think you beat them early on. We did. Um, we beat them before we played Campbell the first right. time. Right. So, um, I, that's probably a hangover from the All-A. And I think they still only beat you one point, maybe 58-57. He um, ransom. Was his last Titus name. Ransom, who was a transfer yes. from Paris. He he was he he was a monster. He got the ball, drove the length of the floor. I'm sure it 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 would if you saw it, it would give you nightmares of Jericho driving length of the floor. Nobody stopping the floor. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up, Matt. Sorry. I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate that. All right, guys, we're going to end this podcast right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he uh, he got that rebound. He drove length of the floor in a very small amount of time and uh, put that shot in. And something that a lot of people don't know and only probably only know if they were there, Connor didn't play the first quarter of that game. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Connor was uh, – Connor served a one-quarter suspension for – violation of a team rule okay well see i didn't know nothing, that nothing made right or anything, right but you know that's but once again that goes back to talking about brian and connor your best player best offensive player by far and if you're willing to sit him a quarter that sends a very strong message to the rest of the team yeah. now some people will look and say well a quarter ain't a lot but obviously what's the difference in this game connor plays the first quarter it's probably a different game but you yeah. still got to respect a coach for doing that, you know, even though he's your best player and it's hard to discipline your best player. But, no, I didn't know that. He came into the game like a ball of fire in the second quarter, second through the third and the fourth. So, you know, I, it, it could have made a difference. But – and I, I will never I, – I can't stand when people say, well, that was a good loss. There's no nope. such thing as a good loss. I don't care. But, I mean, talk about Kentucky. Kentucky was 38-0 no, and then they lost to Wisconsin. Right. No yeah. such thing as a good no. loss. And, you know, and I made the comment yesterday, and I'll let you finish, but it goes on that. Um, You know, somebody who's a Bengals fan like myself, you know, wanted to say, you know, I'm just happy the Bengals are in games like this. I'm just happy the Bengals have a chance to compete with somebody like the back. I think it's now because I've had success as a coach. Moral victories don't exist to me no more. No. You know, and at Augusta, when I played – you know, I remember Pendleton County, who was really good this year, beat us at home with like two or four points. I walked out of there with my chest puffed up, my head high, because moral victories was about all we could get. But after you have success, moral victories mean nothing anymore, you know. At the end of the day, the last thing you want to hear is your cheerleaders on the floor chanting, we're proud of our team. We're proud of our team. When you lose to a team, you shouldn't have lost to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I get it. And the last loss or of the seven – excuse me, was the Pendleton County, and I think that was the only lo only home loss of the season. Yeah. Um, so, for, you know, I think 24-7, and seven, that's um, 31 games. You probably played 14 or 15 of those at home, 13 maybe, and only lose one home game. That gives you an idea of the atmosphere and, you know, the home court advantage. 
you know, we're a smaller floor, tough place, um, to, tough play. place to play. But I want to mention that current UK Wildcat, Dante Allen, had 26 that night. So, Coach Henson, if you're listening, you probably should have double teamed him. Coach Kirk. Oh, sorry. Coach Kirk, if you're listening, you should have double teamed him. <laughs> I, yeah. I just um, – but, you know, and I make mistakes like that. Um, but the postseason is something that I think will be probably – something etched in my mind that I don't think I'll ever forget. And it's for multiple reasons. You know, the first round you get Scott. Scott High School is one of those teams from northern Kentucky. They're always big. They're always physical. Um, Brad Carr was – I think he was still their coach. Um, A coach you know that the team takes his personality, and that's the physical side coming out, the fiery coach. coach And – you know, it's one of those things that I remember thinking, that's not a good draw for us. You know, here we are, 24 and 6 going in, um, or 24 and 5, I'm not for sure. 24 and 6, I believe. And we get Scott. Now, we had gone to Scott in January and beaten them on their home floor. Right. Um, that was a game we won by nine. And really felt like from a fan's perspective that we dominated that game you know if you watch the highlights there's just run out after run out after run out and you know they had jake omer right i mean you know what jake omer did the next season that's another podcast topic yeah and uh so there was a, a heightened confidence level going into that game now the weather kind of screwed with us um we had to end up playing it on a saturday afternoon when i believe was that scheduled for a i think it was thursday night it was supposed to be right and because of the weather we had to play it on saturday afternoon so you know it's and you know having coached at augusta for many years and you know you've been a coach as well and understand you go into a game like that like in the region tournament and you don't want anything to be off. Nothing. You know, the game is scheduled for Thursday. We're going to play on Thursday, you know, or, you know, we got our game plan in, everything. And then Thursday, bad weather in uh, Mount Sterling. Can't play. Got to wait, excuse me, till Saturday. And you get hyped up for it. You, you have a pep rally and. Right, a pep kids, rally probably on Thursday at school, you know. The kids are hyped, they're ready to go, and then we got to say, oh, okay, guys, we don't play till Saturday. Yeah, it, you know, and it's a letdown. It's deflating. It is, absolutely. Um, but what it did do was give more Augusta fans an opportunity to be there. Which probably didn't benefit Scott. No. Because the one thing, you know, and I've had people say this to me at Robertson County, and I know it's the same at Augusta, they will invite us to tournaments and showcases – because they know we're packing a crowd. Uh, Kevin Letcher, who's the AD at Montgomery, and they do that Gateway Christmas tournament, which is a great, well-organized Christmas tournament. We went the fir- a couple years ago, and he, he said, I'm not going to lie. He said, I want you all to come back every year. He said, we've never seen people travel like this. Well, of course, we were yeah. good and talented. Right. Um, but um, so allowing the more Augusta fans to show up just increased – the energy more for the players who may have needed it after you said maybe a deflation. So tell us just about that game. 
Well, that game. Because I got a story about that game after. So, that was a uh, that was a game that found us behind pretty early, double digits, and uh, Scott, you know, was steady, and uh, like we're down. Let's see what were we down at the half. 39-31, we were down at the half. And we just continued to close the gap. Just get a little closer, get a little bit closer, get a little bit closer. And we're down 71-70. to 70. And it, in the closing seconds. We've got foul trouble. And, you know, I, I use this example when I talk to kids about um, – if they're going to, uh, you know, whether they, they don't know whether they want to play ball or not. They say, I don't, I don't know if I want to play. I don't really ever get to play. Jack Laycock's a perfect example. And he he didn't play much. He didn't play much, but he showed up at practice every day. He showed up at every game. He got in when he could. I mean, if you if you look through the book I made for the season, you can see every once in a while that, you know, Jack had two, Jack had four, maybe three. Right. Well, with foul trouble, Jack was needed. Jack comes into the game. I, I believe also um, um, Daniel Woodruff, Woody, I think had you're to right. be called upon as well for foul trouble. So, we uh, Jack gets the ball. Jack's open. They don't know Jack. They don't know anything about him. He's doubt he's on the scouting. I was gonna report. say definitely wasn't on Brad Carr's scouting report. He gets an open look. He gets hammered. Shots not good. Shots nowhere near going in. So he's got two free throws. Waning seconds of the quarterfinal round of the region tournament, and you're he Jack shooting the biggest free throws of his life. Didn't hit either one of them. But probably. And what some people say is the biggest, and, you know, rightfully so, the biggest moment of that second miss was Cameron Snap chasing down that rebound. I've seen that video, and that was what I – I thought you was going to – before you said it, that's what crossed my mind. I was like, he's going to talk about Cameron chasing us down. He gets the ball to Owens. O gets the ball up top, finds Jack one more time, this time streaking along the baseline. Hits him with the shot. He lays it in. We're up 72-71. Time's running down. Here comes Scott. And like I mentioned before, they've got Jake Omer. And who, who later on had some of the biggest postseason magic. So, you know he's a nice player. Yes. So. so, they get the ball to his younger brother, Chad, who was either a freshman or maybe an eighth grader at the time. He shoots a three from the corner. It's no good. It bounces back iron, hits hits back iron, but bounces out into the lane. And there to catch it is Jake. Jake. And, you know, as, as quick as you can think it, I'm thinking, oh, no. Oh, no. But, you know, right on the process, you know, Omer with Chad Omer with the shot, Jake Omer with the rebound. And I don't know. I've never asked him. I don't get to talk to Jake Homer very often. <laughs> but I think he rushed the shot because of the time. 
and he hit back iron as well, and the game was over. I mean, I got Coach Hills just listening because, I mean, had Augusta ever won a regional game before? Yeah, I'm sure they have. Cause I think my 50. 50. So, you know, here we are looking Lots at 66, 66 years later, you know. but And I remember that game because I wasn't there. At that point in time, that was my first year at Robertson County. And on Saturdays, for extra money, because I took a pay cut from Bracken County, I had to work the weight room. You'd already mentioned the ad for, ad before or beforehand mentioned the poor signal that you can get at Robertson County. Well, in the weight room, the signal's much worse, and I couldn't pick up a radio. I couldn't pick up any live streaming. Uh, I, I even remember resting my phone against the window, propped in it, trying to refresh Twitter because oh, – it sounds like trying to get a signal here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Try, re, refreshing a signal. Because um, over there, you got to have AT&T. Well, I have right. Verizon. So, I remember refresh, refresh, because Evan Dennison was posting updates, posting updates. Well, for whatever reason, it would never refresh. I couldn't pick it up on the radio. I didn't know who won. I couldn't get a call out because I'm Verizon. But for some unknown reason, which I still haven't figured out, when I went to refresh, it finally refreshed. And all I could see was a picture of Aaron Massey, Rodney Massey, and Todd Kelch with their hands extended in the air with these just joyous screams on their face. And I'm like, these two guys work at Robertson County. What are they doing over there cheering? Which, you know, Rodney and Aaron, if you know them, you know, they're small school supporters. And, they, you know, if a, Robertson County's not winning, they want Augusta to win. But, you know, just – Good, good people. But like you mentioned, this all started back in the summer where he would play people, you know, put them in, let them get confidence or whatever. And this is shows that it paid off. Yep. You know, like you said, Jack didn't play a lot. Jack uh, maybe only played in games at certain times when the coach felt comfortable a win was going to happen or maybe even a loss. or Well, there wasn't many losses that year, so I wouldn't think that would be the case. But, right. you know, um, but just maybe Jack's mind – of course, I haven't talked to Jack about the shot. You probably have since he's family. Um, but the that shows a level of confidence that Jack may have had. Yeah, he missed the two free throws, but to hang in there and make the next shot. He could have very easily bricked the second one because he's worried about the two missed free throws. Yeah. But that confidence could have stemmed from minutes he may have gotten in the summer when he thought, okay, maybe this coach believes in me. I'm, You know, if I work hard, I can play. Right. And, you know, that's the thing. You know, they said be ready when your number's called. And there wasn't a play. There wasn't a, a timeout called where a play was designed for Jack. So not only – I mean, now, now plus now I will say that – you know, you're running out of guys. Right. So, you know, you're looking, you're looking, you know, for guys that you can put in there. So, you put him in there. Not only does the coach have confidence in him, the players, the team, they went to him twice. That was my next comment. You know, after missing the two free throws, when Cam chases that down and throws it to O, O could have very easily have thought or said, that guy just missed two free throws. Um, he's probably not game ready yet. He probably didn't think he was going to play at all. And here he's been – kind of thrown into a situation due to foul trouble. Owens, being the unselfish player he is, made the right basketball play. He yeah. It doesn't matter who that guy is, whether it be Daniel Woodruff, Cam Snap, Connor Maddox, or Jack Laycock. The guy was open, so he throws it to him. Right. And he was rewarded for it. But that's the personality that team had all season long. Yes. I don't care who you are. You're open, you get it. 
And they constantly passed up good shots for great shots. Yeah. All right, so we beat Scott. Um, very easy to have a hangover after a game like that. Um, the next game was the semifinal game against Montgomery County. I was able to attend. Um, oh, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Go don't ahead. Forget, don't forget how the district final went. Oh, with Tanner Pugh and that shot to beat Mason yes. County. And, yeah, um, I apologize for that because I wrote it down. I even wrote it on my first sheet. Uh, that deserves to be mentioned because it made ESPN's top shot or uh, top ten plays. You see Jason Snap running on the floor doing kind of a victory dance. And and I don't know why. I, I still to this day don't know why. Everybody, all the coaches from the bench ran out onto the floor near midcourt. And Kirk ran down the sideline, down the baseline, and came up through the paint. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know why he chose that route. I still, every time I watch that clip, I've, I've got it on – saved on tv on my tv and i watch on the where where because where was he going first watch it when you first watch it where's where'd kurt go and then here he comes up through the paint like what where's he wide well i do want to apologize to tanner pew because i did want to talk about that but i had my mind postseason regional tournament because it was such a magical run but you know we don't get to the regional finals if we don't you know not necessarily win the district but i think playing campbell county in the first round as a runner-up may have been a little bit more challenging than Scott. Yeah. Um, so, it was a big deal that won the district that year, and it was your third in four years. Um, but if I remember correctly about that play, um, it was kind of a busted-up broken play. Owens tries to drive, I think. It gets knocked away and kind he, of falls. He wasn't he, – it looked, he looked like there just for a split second he had a moment of indecision, which way he was going to go, where he's going, because he had hit a big three. Connor had hit two or three threes. I mean, we made this almost miraculous comeback because Mason County, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a homer. Right. You know, when I'm calling games and Mason County's winning this game and content you know, and it's just kinda like when you go to commercial, you know, it's kinda like Hell, Mason County up by eleven, we'll be back. You know, that right. that's my demeanor. People have told me they say I know whether we're winning or losing when I turn the game on. Right. You don't even have to give the score because. Well, that makes but, sense. I mean. But, I mean, the comeback, I mean, we just kept coming and coming and coming. And, I mean, you could just see it. You could just feel it. And I've told people from, from that night to this day, when he let that ball go, I knew it was going in. Right. And I wasn't at the angle to see that. Um, actually, I think we played. I wasn't at that game. Um, I do remember seeing the score, and I do remember seeing the shot, and so I apologize to Tanner Pugh because maybe this magical run doesn't happen if he doesn't hit that shot. But um, also remember how sweet that was after Mason County had beat you twice in the regular season. Thirteen-point lead with less than five minutes to go. Thirteen points. Mason County against Augusta. Mason up thirteen with less than five minutes to go and gets beat. Yeah. Wow. So, Tanner, I apologize for that. I, I hated looking over that, but I wanted to get to the regional tournament because it's just one of those moments that um, I just look back on and think, you know, and I hate that, you know, so many people compared it to a Hoosiers, you know, and maybe so in the big scheme of things. But, you know, I didn't want to be compared to Hoosiers because we're Augusta Panthers. You right. know, I didn't want to. But um, after that game against Scott, 
and Montgomery next on their home floor. Um, I remember thinking, you know, time for this to end. I mean, Montgomery County had a great season that year. Um, they had a big guy in Shelby Combs, I think, about 6'6". Six, 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 six. Not only 6'7", but he probably weighed a good 255, 260, a football player. And, you know, and still to this day, I watched that game. Of course, I rode over with my superintendent, who was new to the 10th region. He came to Robertson the same year I did. And John Brown, who had coached in the 10th region. I remember telling him on the way over, you know, he's a small small school guy. He's like, does Augusta got a chance? Of course, he knew Rob and – you know, he knew Lisa McCain being superintendents of, you know, area schools and being close. And um, I was like, ah, probably not. But during the semifinals of the region, I said, Augusta, the city or community of Augusta, don't care if they got a chance or not. They're going to show up. They're going to scream. They're going to be loud. They're going to give these guys a boost, I said. But, you know, this this end may be over. I said, but I want to be there regardless. He said, all right, we'll go. And, well, we get over there. And, we it's, of course, March. And it's cold. And yep. there's still some – slushy snow and stuff and uh we rode down the window to pay for or we had a parking pass because you know me being right. a coach we got a parking pass and um our window wouldn't roll back up so i remember riding home but you know what <laughs> we rode all the way from mount sterling to robertson county that night with window rolled down but i remember i'd say at least half the ride i was still sweating from the celebration and i still say that the game against Montgomery County was probably the best and most well-executed game plan that I've seen a high school team do. And I'll let you talk more about that, but I remember right off the bat, Brian using the mismatches to his advantage. Combs, I think, started out on Shoemaker. Yes. And I just remember him staying in the paint, Jared hitting a three, and if I think he only hit one, maybe two or three threes all season – but that three, and I think not too long after, he went right around him like he was sitting still and made a layup. So, but once again, those guys, Cam, Owens, Connor, letting somebody else kind of have the spotlight because it was in the best interest of the team for that night. Talk about that game and what you remember maybe on the call or just, you know, I know most people remember the game plan, but you look at it from a different perspective. Well, you know, we were – of course, we're up against Montgomery County on their home floor. They've got Art Walker. Uh, oh, he did. he was a nice shooter too. Yeah, I remember Art Walker. Six five three point shooter, and that's you know that's you know what you heard about. Oh, Art Walker. Oh, he's the best three point shooter in the, in the region. Best three point shooter in the region. Best three point shooter in the region. Connor said, "What about me? They don't ever talk about me." I said, "You don't go to Montgomery County, right? You You're go at to Augusta." Augusta. And, and I know people are going to hear that and say, yeah, come on. that That's just facts. Yeah. Um, being at Robertson County, you know, I coached Mason Burden, who a 2,000-point score, never got the due he deserved. You know, I've heard people say it about Justin Becker. You know, they never get the credit because look at their schedule. Yeah. Look at their schedule. Go look at Augusta's 2016 schedule. I wouldn't say that's easy. No. And another thing, we were in, we had won, uh, we went the month of February. We lost to Campbell County at the end of January, 87-67. That was a game that was close for three quarters. They pulled away in the end on their home floor. Right. We went the entire month of February without a loss. Right. I think the next loss was the regional, fi- yes. regional finals. Yes. And uh, 
But, you know, you mentioned Art Walker. We mentioned Shelby Combs. But, you know, once again, that's two guys 6'5 or bigger. We didn't have anybody 6'5". They also had Jared Jones, who was 6'5", right. transfer from uh, GRC. That was huge. Great big guy. And we used we used their what they we used their talent against them. Right. That's what I'm saying. The the game plan was And uh, you know, a game from the regular season that doesn't get a lot of mention because it wasn't broadcast and is like in the afternoon again a lot of a lot of people didn't see it. We played Simon Kenton in the uh, in the Murph. Raw, oh, okay. And they at the time they were one of the regarded as one of the top teams in the eighth region, and they had they had us beat with size at every position, and we ran them to death. So if you know that game, it's a good precursor to the Montgomery kind of game because the only the only size advantage we had was um, uh, O over uh, Caswell point guard right. And, uh, you know, you talk about you know, Jared hits a three, so Combs comes out. Combs comes out, Jared goes right around him. Right. Uh, Jared Jones like to work like to work the gray area, tries to muscle over baseline, two charges, maybe three taken from two, three different guys. Which, then again, there's foul trouble. But And I just can't and, stress it enough that everybody on that floor would do what it took to win. Yes. I, I've seen Connor take charges. I've seen Owens take charges. Cameron Snap loved to take charges. It's just, you know, it, it's just amazing that they all had that, you know, how cliche is it for teams to say whatever it takes? Right. We all say that. Yeah. But deep down, are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to stand in front of a Jared Jones on the baseline going full speed? And to, he was he was massive. Yes, I remember. I mean, it was crazy, but, you know, this team truly was living out whatever it takes. And uh, Art Walker, the best three-point shooter in the 10th region, went one for 12 in that game. Right. I mean, I – And they – we took the lead late in the first quarter. Um, I want to say like maybe 1917, something like that. Somewhere in the teens, we took the lead and we never lost it. And if I remember correctly, the final score wasn't anywhere. 63-49. 63-49, 14 points. And I would honestly say that, you know, 14 people think probably, that's you know, that's not too bad. But this, it was never in jeopardy. It's another one of those games we mentioned before. I never felt like we were losing. We, Josh White and I, just, I mean, I don't know how many times I said it, probably enough that if somebody was there, Listening to me would have come and slapped me in the head because I kept saying, Josh, we're coming back here tomorrow night to play for a region title. I just kept saying that, you know, like we come back from commercial. Can you believe that we're going to be here tomorrow night playing for a region title? I mean, it just – it was so – I mean, I if you could listen to the broadcast, we've changed different um, companies that we've right. used for broadcasting. So, it's out there somewhere, but I don't know how – I don't – I don't think we're able to get it, but unless somebody has it on a CD, you could buy the CDs, but I always, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I never did. But we'd score so easily. I mean, I remember I remember laughing. 
sometimes with some of the buckets because it was just and I it another thing that uh, sticks out was after the game was when uh, Coach Irvin walked by and he stopped and he said, "Absolute clinic, clinic," and he sat next to me for that game and the regional finals and uh, um, of course it's always a pleasure to talk to coach and you know one thing about coach is you know he knows the game of basketball so you know he talked about it the entire time and of course he had a little connection to Brian through his Bergen days and you know he told me before the game that you know Brian could hold his own Brian you know and I think that's the game right there when I sit there and thought Brian Kirk can coach you know, and sometimes at Augusta or Robertson, you don't really know how good the coaches are because sometimes the talent level isn't always the same right. as these larger schools. But when he had the talent level that was the same, if not better, than some of the larger schools, you could see him put together game plans and do things. Like I remember a couple times seeing Owens post and oh, was yeah. effective. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, just the, the, the basketball IQ – of the team collectively, and especially those three together, was maybe as good as you've seen at Augusta. I mean, it was, it was just a clinic. And then you're going, you know, you know you're facing Mason County, who you just beat in the district finals, and uh, so you got the confidence you know you can beat them. But that game was played different. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say it was an ugly basketball game. But it just seemed to me like it was played differently because, you know, the score ends up like 48-41. And when you think of Augusta, you think of Connor, who puts up 20 to 25 easily a lot of nights, effortlessly. Then you throw in Owens and Jared and Cameron, you're thinking, how are we only scoring 41? Right. But, you know, Mason County, you know, let's give them credit for being there. Uh, Pig Williams hit a crazy shot against Campbell County in the first round, which, you know, I still liked our matchup against Mason County better than Campbell County. But, you know, for, and I think it was at Paris the second round where Paris had him Paris down 20. Paris beaten Mason County. Paris had him down Paris 27. should have beaten Mason yeah, County. I think Paris was up 20. Yeah. And it's just like a light switch clicked and things Paris started. apart. Oh, chin wide, Che base, things fall apart. That was That was a good example of just things falling apart. So it leads us up to – you know, Mason County and Augusta. And I remember thinking, of course, I don't think ahead. I don't discount any opponent, everybody. But I remember thinking, how awesome is it going to see Rupp Arena filled with orange and black? And we would have been the talk of the state. Everybody. And not only would it be filled with orange and black, but we but would be filled with fans that want to see they want to see this little tiny river town that made it and see what they're going to do. And any neutral fan there would have pulled for Augusta. Yes. It would have been an amazing sight to see. Yes, and Taylor County had two guys that were going D1. Tall, tall task it would have been. But, you know, I've said I, I said to people, you know, over the years, say, don't you ever dare say, you know, that those boys thought that they were just going to show up and, you know, get – no, they were coming to win. And and that's what made them special. Because, like I said, I played on Augusta teams who just showed up. No, this team didn't just show up. And even in the regional finals, they wouldn't have been happy to be at Rupp. They wouldn't going to be happy unless they won the state tournament. 
I'm not going to use the word happy. They weren't going to be satisfied unless they won the state tournament. So oh, that, that reminds um, me. But I will tell you this. I mean, even in the final game, you know, if you think about, you know, the Scott game come from behind, and this team seemed to have that ability. I remember when Chris Staggs hit that three, and I think we took a lead. Yes. I thought, here's the magic. Yeah. The magic's back. Connor had hit – Connor hit one. Next trip down, he shoots – excuse me. He shoots another one. It's no good. Jared rebounds it. He rebounds it, and immediately finds Connor again. He's back even farther. Shoots it again. Hits this one. We go down. Get the ball back. I don't remember if it's a missed shot or still whatever. Then Chris hits that three that puts us up. That was in the corner, if I or wing corner. On the wing. Yeah. On the wing. And people went I mean, the place just the, the lid almost came off. And I if I had a dollar for everybody that's told me, I thought it was over. I thought Augustus won it now. Well, and that's kind of what I thought. And I'm you know, Coach Irvin had a rooting interest for Mason County, his son. Uh, Zach was assistant coach with Mason County at the time. And, um, you know, he still was partial to Augusta. I don't want to say that in a way that he was hoping Augusta lost, but he felt like he was a winner either way. Right. right. Um, but I remember him saying next to us when the shot goes in, he's like, or maybe a few minutes before when the run was going on, if Augusta takes the lead, they may fold. This may break their back, you know. They felt like they've had the lead. They've done everything. Then Augusta hits those three threes or whatever and takes the lead. I mean, everybody in the area around me thought, okay, they're going to do this. This is real. This, you know, it's going to happen. And then obviously it didn't. And But, you know, just the magical ride, they took a whole – this ain't just them. They right. took a whole community. And it's it's hard to convince those boys what they did was – how special that was. I, I've told them, then you know, I said, well, but we, we didn't win. You know, we didn't do it. But what you did, you know, like where they go, I remember Connor and O and uh, maybe Jared. Jared and O come to the house. And, you know, and, and this, you know, those high school, it was such a good time because it's always, you know, ball players at the house, you know, hanging out, talking, you know, watching the NBA and, you know, in college and talking about, you know, it was so much fun. And they were going to the corner to eat lunch. And Brene gave Connor, Connor a 10. And they come back to the house, and he gives it back to her. And she said, what, you, you didn't eat? And he said, no. He said, or he said, yeah, I didn't eat, but I didn't need the money. Some guy paid for our lunch. And I said, get used to it. I said, you don't realize. I said, you know, think about it. Like I told him, I said, 18, 18 wins. I think I think maybe even 18 and – well, no, 84. Or, no, they won 82. I think 18 and 84 maybe. Might not have been that many. I don't know. But 18 wins in four years, in my four years of high school, compared to the 82 that they had. I said, you don't, you don't understand how much it means to guys, you know. And not, not, just, not just me, but so many people. I mean, me, you know, because I've been around the program right. since the late 90s. And um, in some shape or form, but to see Augusta, to think Augusta in the region final. I mean, it's just to go to to go to the field house and look up at that banner with their district titles and see where there's three years that they didn't win it 
and just smile because and know you that, know who yes. did. And another thing, you know, and I know Connor, Owen, Cam don't realize this, Tanner, Jared, all these guys, you know, there were little kids in their driveway saying, I want to be Connor Maddox. I want to be Owens Crawford. I want to be Cameron Snap. I want to be Jared Shoemaker. I mean, that's the impact they had. And it'll probably, you know, they're older now. I know um, O just got married. You know, Connor doing big things in, in pharmacy at UK. And, um, you know, Cam helping out locally with the cross-country and basketball programs. You know, they've started careers, soon to be starting families. But one day, and it'll probably still be a few years from now, they're going to look back and they're going to, I think, realize the impact they not only had on Augusta schools, but also the Augusta community. And win or lose, I honestly don't know if winning against Mason County in the regional finals and making it to Rupp, if their impact would have been any larger than what it is now. Right. They already set the precedence. They already, you know, earned the the support of the community and fan base. So I'm not saying that it would have been any larger if they'd won, but what they've done, well, I can't – I don't want to say it will never be duplicated because Coach Henson's got a nice squad the next few years at Augusta, and the way he coaches, it's possible. But to my time now, that ride they took the Augusta community on, I mean, I still hear people talk about it. Oh, yeah. I was at um, the Crotas not too long ago and was talking to some guy, and he wasn't even from Augusta, and he talked about the 2016 team. So not just in Augusta, but the region, if you're a follower of the region, and I'm not saying just a follower of your team, right? but if you go to the regional tournament when your team's not playing, you know There's the impact. Oh, yeah. I mean, Aaron Massey, a guy that coached with me, uh, was a principal and now assistant superintendent and DPP at Robertson County, he hasn't missed a regional tournament game since he was, like, middle school or something. Yeah. So there are people out there that never miss, regardless if their team's playing or not. And if you're one of those guys, I promise you, you remember the 2016 Augusta Panthers. Yeah, and they – I mean, just, you know, while you were talking about that, just wait. I mean, I don't know when it'll be, but just wait till they put him in the Hall of Fame – in our Hall of Fame down here. I just imagine what what kind of crowd we're going to get for that night because, you know, such a such an impact. And like you said, you know, the little kids emulating them, you know, playing ball. You know, and they say and, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And, you know, these guys may not understand that now. And I know I think I, Owens mentioned on the podcast he did with Rob a couple, maybe a week or so ago. I just listened to it a few days ago. He mentioned how that game crosses his mind still. He said not maybe daily, but weekly. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure it's the same with the other guys as well. But, you know, one thing I want Augusta to do, and, you know, me not being an employee down there, I don't really have any pool. Or, But, you know, I mentioned it with Irvin on, you know, the podcast. You know, like with 93, you know, we got 23 coming up. Or 90, was it 93 district champion? 93, yeah. You know, we got 2001. Do like a 30-year reunion. Bring those people back. Put that team in the Hall of Fame. You know, yeah. do more things like that because there's several teams in that 93 girls team being one of them. Um, I know there was another girls team that went to the regional finals with Von Kelch in 70. They, uh, 77. So, they honored. They brought right. them back. But I would like to see where 
do more things like that. And I know, you know, when you put a whole team into the Hall of Fame like that, you know, you don't need to have a jersey or, but just, or if you do a jersey, put 2016 as a number on the back, but hang a banner, you know, bring these guys back at a home game against a Bracken County or, you know, a team or a game you may feel like you may need a little boost and watch the crowd be energized just when they hear 2016 district champions region runner up. The place will go nuts. I I can I can say if I'm lucky enough to be there when that happens, I it'll probably bring a tear to my eye because it was just they you just can't you just can't tell them enough how special it was. And you know, I was at another school then. You know, I was at Robertson County my first year there trying to build a program, trying you know, trying to do things there and I remember watching in front of assistant superintendent at Ro- or from this a superintendent of Roberts County, and I remember getting a tear in my eye, and I'm sitting there thinking, is he going to understand why I'm, you know, yes, my loyalty and allegiance is with Robertson County, but, you know, this is my alma mater. This is where I went to school, and I've been waiting my whole life to see something this special. So, you know what? Damn right I was going to cry, and I didn't care who knew it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was just, you know, just a – and I, you know, if you if you've heard the, uh, if you listened to the district championship, I went through every emotion you could possibly have, because it it was, you know, I just I remember saying, you know, in mid cries that these boys are just so special, you know, how many times do we say, or you hear the casual fans say, well, you know, or they'll ask, they'll ask you, how's Gus going to be this year? Oh, we all be pretty good. That 2016, that was just, that was above the lines of we ought to be pretty good. And not to discount 2013. Sure, absolutely. But, you know, the, you just can't. And I don't think people outside of Augusta really truly understand. I mean, it's not something you can put into words to make somebody understand, you know, but there were people at that game that hadn't been to an Augusta game in 20 years. Oh, yeah. You know, I ran into people and, you know, people I graduated with that are far away now that had come to see this, and they're like, look, you know, I've moved far away. I don't even – I don't really even follow Augusta much now, but I wasn't going to miss this. I had a couple guys I worked with. I remember being there hearing my name and looking around and seeing guys that I worked with because when I went to work, that's all I talked about. You know, how'd you all do last? Oh, we won by 25, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just always – I mean, just the excitement. You know, I just I didn't want the season to end. Right, and I, you know, I've I've sat here multiple times, and gotten cold chills, and like I said, a lot of it is the fact that you know I'm a proud alumni. I still support Augusta, um, I, but I don't think you know somebody who's not from here, from Augusta, from the area, that not a Big Tenth Region fan would truly understand the magnitude or the impact that they've left on Augusta schools. And, you know, I know if you ask people at Augusta schools, they know and understand it. You know, like I said, some of these younger kids who have imitated and have had on their side goal or their Nerf goal in their dining room or whatever it used to be, how they've imitated these guys wanting to achieve their success, that should be all they need to know about the impact they've left. And I know I've talked to Connor, I've talked to Cam, I've talked to Owens, and it still hurts. You know, like I said, Owen says he still thinks about it weekly. But they may have done something that's 
greater than winning. And I know as a competitor, as an athlete, winning's top priority. Yes. But they may have done something as far as, you know, the respect they've earned, the foundation they've built for the Augusta basketball program. And I don't want to say built because there's people before them that have laid the brick, laid the foundation. Right. But they've kind of taken it to another level. So losing the regional finals was hurt, you know, painful, devastating. But like I said, I think even in a loss, the impact they've had was greater than winning. Oh, and just, you know, look at the, you know, you come in the gym, look at the trophies. Look at the district trophies and look at the 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 eighth grade um, tournament, freshman district region, um, twenty thirteen district, twenty fourteen district, twenty sixteen district, twenty sixteen runner up. You know, I I just twenty fifteen all A. Tw- yes, yes, wow. But you know, I, I know Connor and O when they did their senior pictures and maybe even Cam too. But I know Connor and O for sure had uh, pictures taken with all the trophies. I mean, you know, how many years was it where the trophies that they had laid out for all they won in their career was about as much as we had in there? We started running out of room to put trophies they were winning so many. Well, and, you know, I can relate because I just graduated a senior class that was a lot like that senior class. I think we were 92 and 46 in four years, and we had some of the same problems. And I remember our superintendent saying – you know, we don't win off to win as many as you can. We'll find places to put them. We'll yes. build new trophy yes. cases, you know. We'll find places. But, you know, it's – but now they've graduated. They've moved on. You know, it. You know, you're several years away. You know, with COVID and everything, it had been nice to do a five-year reunion, but that's not happening. Right. So maybe in, you know, 26 we can do 10-year or whatever. But they've graduated. They're moving on with careers, families, whatever. But what they've done still lives. Yes. It will never die. And I think that's the thing they don't understand. Just because your playing days are over, it doesn't mean that what you did or the legacy you left is because it won't ever it won't ever end. And you know, and it's it's special it's special to us. You know, the big you know, like I talked about before, when I said, you know, we're making T shirts because we're making it to the regional tournament. And they laughed at us and said, we don't make T-shirts unless we win. We made T-shirts because we were getting there. Then we were making T-shirts because we were winning. Then, you know, we you know, we praised this team because they were a runner-up. Well, we, we only really care when we win the region. Don't think it won't happen. Don't think it won't. And they have a big part of that. I mean, you could, you could like you said, the foundation, the brick – Going all the way back to 2006, you know, because we had 1982 was the year, you know, every year that's that's the that's the one that gets brought up, you know, kind of the standard. Yeah, yeah. There's another year added on, and they were uh, they were 20 and 15 that year, beat uh, Bracken County and Pendleton County in the district tournament, and they lost to St. Pat in the region. The game that I was told, and I was. I was old enough at the time, but not well. I was old enough. I was alive, but right. but um, wasn't. Uh, I didn't go to the game. I wasn't that into it. I would, you know, somebody would have had to drive me and um, lost to a St. Pat team that they that people say they should have never lost to. You know, things happen, but 
you know, 82, I mean, you always, you know, you look up at the banner and you see 82. And now you just look at all the banners that there are in all these sports. I mean, the, when the boys were having, you know, the basketball success in 13-14, the uh, girls' volleyball team went back-to-back districts in 2012 and 2013. You know, and there's there's been a golf all-A title. There's been a, re, there's been a cross-country region title. You know, I mean, it's it's just they. It's so much more than just basketball, and that's that's the part I don't think that the kids understand. Yeah, and partly is because, and I would say if you talk to those three guys, and maybe I'm wrong here, um, and I'm not gonna say they'll say their season was a failure or a letdown, but I promise you that they believe that, you know, they could win that game. They were going to win that game, and they aren't going to be satisfied with regional runner-ups. Right. You know, anytime you're 22 and a seven, 24 and seven at Augusta, and you win a um, district title and you follow it up with a region runner-up, it's a success regardless. But those three guys and the competitors they are, I bet they'd be willing to admit that they weren't satisfied that night. It was hard, you know. After that, you know, being, you know, I mean, we, you know, Connor rode home with us and you know just just was just unconsolable and you know me I wasn't gonna you know press this on it but me you know I'm I'm disappointed but at the same time I'm like wow wow this really happened you know when we won the district tournament I mean I'm, I'm texting people at 1 30 in the morning oh I they didn't want to go to, I didn't want to go to sleep no I I feel it I mean I remember being, you know, I've never worked at Augusta. The only connection I have is a family who eats, sleeps, and bleeds orange and black, and I graduated from there. So I've been taught for the eat, sleep, and breathe orange and black. You know, I've never taught there, um, never coached there. But after every championship, I remember asking, are we going back to the gym? Are we going to party? Because I didn't want the night to end. Because in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, will we get this opportunity again? At Augusta, will we get this opportunity again to have this success, to win these tournaments or whatever, because they don't come around every year. Right. But they're starting to. Yeah. And I think all of it is to go, like you said, a lot of the success we're seeing now is because of all the success we've enjoyed in the past. Augusta's no longer a pushover. No. And I remember telling somebody – after Brent's shot stayed up on the rim for what seemed like eternity, as you mentioned, I remember saying, we may have lost the game, but we may have won something even greater, and that's respect. I saw the look on Chris O'Hearn's face. I saw the look on the Mason County people helping Brent off the ground, going over and consoling the Augusta players. Yeah. Right then is when I knew, hey, we've earned respect. And in life, basketball, whatever, Respect will take you a long ways, and I think the respect we gained then now lets everybody know that when you play Augusta, you're in for a dogfight, you're in for a war, and you're going to respect us when it's over. Right, and uh, that's what I, I think a lot of that is what brings the people out year after year because whether the coach says it, whether I say it in the preview, you know, in the Bracken County News or – Evan says it in the in the ledger, whatever. Expectations are high every year because of the groundwork that was laid. And the fans are going to be there. 
because we're, you know, we don't we don't bring home a trophy every year, but I mean, you know, last year, I mean that that Mason kind of game last year. I mean, my gosh, we shot eighty five percent for almost the whole game. You know, weren't able to pull that one out, but you know, there there's something that you know, there's that game last year that says when we match up with them this year, there's no fear. Right, and and I think. You know, once again, I think that goes back to the groundwork that was laid. And a lot of that, too, is Coach Henson. Coach Henson wasn't scared of nobody. No. He ain't scared to play anybody. Go look at their schedules year in and year out. They're difficult and challenging because he sees the big picture. If I play these teams in a regular season, they're going to prepare me for the physicality, you know, the man-to-man, the whatever that I'm going to see in the postseason. And, you know, like I said before, those kids, they take on Jason's personality, you know, and that's why he's a tremendous coach. He can get his players to buy in. Um, But it's just – it's been a remarkable fun ride. I've enjoyed talking to you about it. I could talk to you another hour and a half. Uh, I didn't plan on this lasting two hours, but it did. And, you know, like I said – expected. But I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed every minute of it. I would do another two hours. um, But it's just – once I get talking about Augusta, I become passionate, as you do, because we've been around the school. We've been around the program. We've been around those years that are 3-27. and 27. We've been around those years where we've won zero games. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, when my brother played, we had the longest losing streak in the state of Kentucky at like 0-46 or 7-49 or something. So we've been around for the bad. So it's I think it makes it so much better. It makes it so much easier to enjoy the good. Right. So – well, any last things, Matt? Anything you want to add before we sign off? Just start a whole other subject and be here for another half hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, just, you know, um, just uh, it's just always great to bring back the memories of what we enjoyed with that. And, you know, it's, it's October. Basketball's just around the corner. And, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for another season of it. And, uh, you know, funny how you – you know, that game with Mason County and, you know, Jason's our coach and we're come fighting against Brian, Brian Kirk. Kirk who. So, you know, the Augusta connections are, are, you know, pretty close to home, but uh, yeah, this, this was such a great time. And, you know, like you said, we could, we could talk for three more hours, if not more, but <laughs> You think people are still li- would still be listening at this point? <laughs> well, um, you know, and there are, you know, I wish I had the technolo- technological savvy to break it up into a couple parts to make it a little bit easier, but I don't, I'm not so sure I know how to do that. But I will tell you this those people who were important to 2016, they'd listen for five hours. Yeah. You know, the players, the coaches, the community of Augusta, and that's who we do it for. So um, to be honest with you, I don't care how long it is. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking about it. But these guys, coaches, coaching staff, not just Brian, but the coaching staff and the players, they deserve this. They deserve right. somebody. So I wanted to go down memory lane um, with you. I thought about doing a part two, maybe where I can get Connor, Cam, Owens, and if we can find some of the other players, on do a Zoom and kind of get their reactions to even Coach Kirk. So that's something I'm looking forward to. That but, would be uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, and – I think I'll be able to do that. Those guys are real receptive. I think they would enjoy talking about it. Um, but I would like to get their perspective and their thoughts because they were the ones in the trenches. But uh, um, 
Matt, once again, appreciate you coming on. I do. I enjoy talking about it, and I knew the knowledge you have of Augusta, Augusta Sports, and, you know, you showed me some of the stuff, you've, the memorabilia you've kept for 16, so I knew you were the perfect guest. So uh, I appreciate you coming on, and for those of you still listening, stay hot.